What's up, dudes? Episode 225. We're doing something a little different here. Without going into details on what it is, let me just say very generally, spoiler alert. I forgot to say that at the start of the actual episode, so you have been warned. Let's get to it. And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set. With your host, Darren Starr. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 225 of the Drop Set with new logo artwork available today, I think, if I get my act together in post-production and put it all together. So you might notice things might sound a little bit different here. And that is because, let me paint the picture for you. Uh, here in Knoxville, Tennessee, I am outside. It is, I don't know, 78, 80 degrees, something like that. Sunny, um, sitting in some swinging chairs under the deck. Dogs out here. And I am joined by my lovely wife, Miss Dina Kirk. Hey. Hi. Hi. Speak up. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so that's all I get. Um, so we are here, we are uh, sitting here, swinging, drinking hand, puppies at feet, and this is a nice, lazy summer podcast. Just a drink. You have tea. You have your monster energy. I have a, a monster zero, yes. So um, so we are, you're rolling your eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes, I'm shaking my head. There's a very subtle difference between those two things. It's not really, not really that different. Yeah. Yeah, nobody did. Nobody asked you. <laughs> she literally did that Kermit the Frog sipping the tea pose right there. That was it. You know that meme. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, you do. Everybody's seen that. Okay, apparently not. Apparently not. Well, uh, so today it's going to be a little bit different. Um, what what kind of bodybuilding topics do you want to talk about? <laughs> that that will build a certain kind of body. Um, that we are going to, you know, it's been a while since I have done this, but there used to be a recurring segment where I would go over TV shows that we've been watching. And so instead of that being a segment, we're going to talk about that for the duration of the episode here. So if you're not a TV person and you don't want to listen to us ramble on about it, check out right now because that's all it is. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. So just so you know, heads up, that's all you're getting. There's no pot of gold at the end of this rainbow. There's no no cool stuff at the end for people hanging around or anything like that. It's just TV talk. That's it. So the thing is, it's been so long since I've done this. I wrote up a list of all the shows that I can remember that we've gone through. since Because our, our typical routine is at night, we just sit and we veg out and we'll, we'll binge watch some shows. Although we binge at a pretty slow pace compared to some people. Like, we're not going to go through a whole season of something in a day. It'll take us a couple weeks. But, um, so I got a list. My list is this long, and it scrolls. So, yeah. Now, I did have a little assistance. We, we talked about some stuff last night, like, oh, remember that? Remember that? You know, trying to brainstorm the list of things that we've seen since it's been, like, over a year since we've talked about this. So, some of this stuff will be a blast from the past. But I also cheated, and I went to Google and typed in best TV shows of 2022 and 2023, Is, yeah, is that a bad habit? Yeah. I'm a mindless eater. I am. I am. Yeah. Go us. Cheers. Cheers. Um, so I, I Googled that list of shows and I was like, oh. Man, I, I remember that. Okay. And so we came up with a list of about 10 or so last night between the two of us. And I've added about 20 more to that. And you don't know what these are. So I'm going to catch a cold on some of these. And there's a good chance you're not going to remember what some of these are. Do you see Taz out there? What's he doing? Talking to your mic. Like rabbit poop? God. You kiss your mother with that mouth? No, you don't let him. 
<laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna hit some some big stuff here. These are just this is in no particular order, um, but we're just gonna start up with the uh, with the first thing I have on my list, which is the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So we just wrapped that up. So the final season was it season five that just wrapped up four or five? I lose track of that stuff. Um, what were your thoughts? I have mixed thoughts about that show in general. Yeah. Lost you in what way? Um, Storylines that kind of went way off, way off the beaten track, like um, the other comedian, what was his name? Lenny Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. Like his storyline, the storyline with the other female comedian that everybody loved so much. Sophie Lennon, right. I just felt like season one was, was um, really strong and made me want to keep watching, and the other seasons were like, oh, I'm interested to see what happens, but I'm not like. They didn't totally lose you, but it wasn't as gripping. I remember you you were freaking out about some gold chair in their living room at some point too or or maybe it was a red chair I don't remember but Oh Right You know that's not an accident. Yeah. 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 That was pretty cool. The the thing that they they kind of lost me with on that last season was how they it, it felt to me like it was all like, "Oh, apparently this is going to be our last season. Okay, let's tell everybody's postscript all at once even if it's not really relevant." Um and like that whole episode with what was it, Susie at that like roast thing or whatever. Yeah. Like, I didn't feel like that was necessary, and a lot of the fast-forward stuff about, like, her coming to the helicopter to see her, see her son, and it's like, eh, like, stop time-traveling. Like, some some shows do it better than others. We'll talk about some of those, but I still, I, I agree. I thought the ending was satisfying, though. Yeah, I think they had to touch on some of those stories just to show that this is a woman who gave up relationships because she had a career that... Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. And so I think the point of showing those little snippets was to show how she cut ties with her own children. She prioritized her 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 career as a comedian, and you know a woman ends up shunned that way. Yeah. Ends up alone. Her best, you know. So Especially a woman starting out in the late fifties, yeah, early sixties. Oh my God, <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> yes, sitting around the table. Abe. And I remember watching that scene and thinking in the moment, like, wow, this is so well written. Like, it, he carried it, but, like, even the guys that he was with at the table that didn't have a whole lot to say, they would interject something. I'm like, this feels very real. This feels like a real conversation between, like, four dudes. Um, like, they would say something that was kind of off the cuff and irrelevant, but totally, totally appropriate. Um, 100%, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's his style. <laughs> yeah, he, he he stole it consistently all the time. Um, okay, we could spend an hour talking about this succession. Um, also, just recently wrapped up. We had a, a period where we watched like four series finales in four nights. Yeah, yeah. But uh, my thought about succession, I have I have two th- three main thoughts. First of all. Some of the best writing in a TV show I've ever seen. 
the performances were amazing, and 40% of it was over my head. Like, you didn't have to understand every detail to, to still sort of follow the main storyline and the, the character arcs. I feel like it would have helped. Like, whenever they start talking about the business stuff, it's like, okay, what? <laughs> like, I've, I feel like there's extra credit if you really get all that stuff. Like, who's who's looking for what here? Who's on what side? Who's Why are they trying to do this? Just not understanding the business. I felt it was a little bit of a handicap for me, but it's such a small blemish on that show. It was hard to like any character. You know, early on, you liked Greg. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved every actor in their role. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, everybody in that show, like you go down the list of who was awesome and then you're like, oh yeah, and Brian Cox was in that and he just absolutely dominated every scene he was in up until he wasn't in it anymore. Um, But even then, his presence as a character was so huge in the last handful of episodes. He still dominated. Um, But you didn't really like anybody. Like you like seeing him on screen, but it's like, man, can everybody just die in a fire, please? That'd be great. Sometimes. And be a dick to Greg for no reason at all. Yeah. Just pass it on. Mm-hmm. I mean, Greenpeace or. <laughs> His uncle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Connor. Connor was likable. He was delusional, but he, he wasn't as hateful as everybody else. Okay, this is funny because I also saw Culkin um, in a clip recently online, a, a video clip. Somebody asked him, who do you think is the worst human being in the show? You know, everybody's got, no, nobody has scruples. Everybody quest, you know, has questionable motives. And, and they asked Culkin who they thought was the worst. And he quickly, without making a beat, said him. Connor. Connor. Really? <laughs> and he said to her, well, you know, I'll buy stuff and give you a good life, but he, he's purchased a human being. That's a good point. He put her in a, at, and when they first brought that character in, yeah. he put her in a ranch, remember? Out in the middle of nowhere. I don't remember that. It was a whole, it was a long, long, either a long episode or a long few episodes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We always, yeah, yeah. And then admitted to it and then said, well, not really. <laughs> like, to, to save his ass in a business deal. Oh, Ted Kennedy. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, it was a pretty, pretty clear reference thinking about it. Like, the circumstances were almost the same. Like, the specifics of how it went down. Yeah. Um we speculated a lot with Kieran Culkin also about how much of his dialogue was improvised that he just came up with. Yeah. He's the one for me who, out of all those actors, maybe Brian Cox too, the two of them, both of them, I can't imagine, they were so convincing in their roles that I can't imagine them different in their personal life. I can't imagine <laughs> that they go home and act different or speak differently than they do on the show. And I hadn't felt that way about an actor since we saw Gandolfini in The Sopranos. Yeah. It was the same sort of thing. I could not separate the actor from that character. Yeah. And I can't do that for Culkin, and I can't do that for Brian Cox either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, heck of a show, man. Um, next, I don't remember the name of it, but there was that Michael J. Fox documentary that we saw. That was pretty recently. Um, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that I thought I would I had low expectations going into that. That was spectacular. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a puff piece. Like, it has not changed his personality at all. <laughs> yeah. And, and now in more of a self-deprecating way. He's like, oh, look at me falling down all over the place. <laughs> Practicing walking. And he fell, and some woman stopped to help him. And uh, he had a physical therapist was with him too, but he still fell. And he goes, "Well, that just happened." Yeah. Well, and he he the, like the woman came back to him or something and said, "Are you okay?" And he said, "Yeah, you just knocked me off my feet." <laughs> I mean, just quick-witted, good spirit. Um, you know, they show the vulnerable side without like really making you like, "Oh, feel sorry for this guy." Yeah, it was not at all. It was a. It wasn't a pity party. Yeah. I felt felt like it was as much of a like it was like, hey, here's a biography on this guy, and he wants to teach people about Parkinson's. It, it was more of an educational thing, I think, is how he approached it. Mm -hmm. That was so good. That was so good. Um, one of your favorites. It was it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. Showing them that life is going to throw crap at you, and this is how you deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty inspiring, really. Yeah. Um, one of your favorites, Ted Lasso. Yeah. It's funny. That show, it is your favorite. That show can go from a 10 out of 10 to a 2 out of 10 in consecutive weeks. Like some of those episodes are stinkers. It almost feels like some of them were written like actively during the writer's strike by a team of monkeys at a typewriter. But so much of it is so good. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's a few few bits where it just gets a little too weird and a little too out over its skis. I think it's it's better when it's it stays more in that heartwarming territory. Yeah. Go along for the ride. Yeah. I, I just feel like channeling my inner Roy Kent everywhere I go. <laughs> just grunting at everything, telling everybody to fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's one of those things you do. You got your things, your Christmas things. And just watch the fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Barry. There, there was a time when I would have said that Barry was one of my favorite shows. And this last season, this last season flushed that idea down the toilet for me. Um, I did not find this last season to be particularly compelling at all. And especially once they did the time jump, I was like, I'm checked out. I don't care about this anymore. We still finished it, still watched it, but it lost all the magic for me. And then he clearly just becomes a psychopath. Like with his approach to Kusanau, I love you, I love you, man, do you love me? It's like, it, it got to be a bit much. Yeah. But it explains, I mean, that, that relationship was weird and janky and unhealthy and gross from the beginning. 
but in a way that was compelling. I, I felt. Like you were, you were cheering for Barry to get away from Kusino. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm confusing Kusino with him. With. The Raven. Oh. Oh. Stephen Root. <laughs> yeah. Oh, with Fuchs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he was always likable, I think, if you kind of understand his motivations. Like, towards the end, when he when he really gets to be all about, like, oh, okay, you know, I can make some money off this? All right. And he kind of goes back to who he always was, and his change of heart was very temporary, and it bit him in the ass. Um, boy, we could go on for a while about this. I guess you can't um, just, like, I guess I always kind of like getting the stats. Yeah. Oh, no, Ho Hank. Oh, my God. He suffers from a little character assassination, too, I think. Yeah. Um, better call Saul. He's so he is. And, and he's another one of those, like, I can't imagine him, I can't imagine him not being that character. Like... It, <laughs> Dog, dog alert. Yeah. But like if you if you show me that actor and he doesn't have a whatever Ukrainian accent or whatever, it wouldn't seem right. It's like, whoa, no. Like seeing one of your teachers outside of school. That's weird too. I know. <laughs> I, I, see, I see him when they see you out at the grocery store or something and they're like, well, I don't know what to do. That's my teacher and she's in a grocery store. <laughs> um, better call Saul I mean I don't know what to say about that other than I think it was pretty much perfection top to bottom like every, every element of that show every episode start to finish was just a masterpiece but I wanted things to be different and I think that's sort of the Then go work for a sprinkler sales company. Yeah. Would you guys knock it off? We're trying to record a podcast here. Although I was glad that, you know, if you see the future, they kept going into the future where he was by himself. At the Cinnabon? I was afraid that he would back. I was afraid something happened to Kim. Right. And that's why she wasn't around anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was one of the big questions from early on when she becomes, you, you realize that she's a main character in this show, and you're like, why isn't she in Breaking Bad? Like, what's going to happen to her? And then there was that point at the, I don't remember if it was a season finale or whether she was in a car wreck or something. And you're like, oh, shit. She was, like, driving out by herself somewhere. Not, no, 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 earlier on. Um, it, the, the thing about that show that always strikes me is the cinematography and the photography. It's just every shot is so perfectly constructed and creative. That's what I was kind of saying about Mabel, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a picture of some random, a scene of some random something that you know is going to make sense later. And they don't make you wait the whole episode. Usually the reveal for like, what does this mean, happens fairly early on, which I think is less manipulative. I'm, I'm a big fan. Big fan of that. Our, it's, really, it's really smart. Yeah. I love it. We got so much here. This is going to end up being three episodes. You committed for that? You want to do this next week too? Get... Give the drop set people a break from bodybuilding for a few weeks. I don't know. Um, House of the Dragon. Yeah. I liked it. Um, who was the guy? It has it has been a while. That's how long it's been since we've done this. So the guy who was the dad who ended up dying of old age, I can't remember the character's name, but the actor was, I think, Patty Considine. Is that right? Egan? Yeah. Oh, my God. He was so good. Yeah. And, I mean, wasn't there an episode where Matt Smith had no dialogue 
and but he had that scene at the end and it, he didn't say a word and he still stole the whole show i mean it was just so impressive yeah like that's one of those things i think as an actor if you get a scene like that you're like all right cool like <laughs> let me let me just be a badass and not have to memorize any lines Right, right. Um, and based on... Yeah. No. But based on what I'd seen him in before, which I know he was Doctor Who, right? I'd never seen that. Um, but he was also uh, Philip in The Crown. Yeah, um, but based on that, I'm like, I was I was really surprised by how perfect he was in that role. Very yeah, I thought it was very risky. Also, the way that they did the first few episodes and then aged the cast into new actors, mm-hmm. um, especially for some of the principals, like who is it, Rhaenyra? Yeah, um, <clears throat> because I really liked I really liked the younger version, and they brought the newer one in. And I'm like, oh, what's going to happen? But I remember, like, from the first scene, because I remember the first scene she appeared on screen, she was like pregnant and about to give birth or something like that, and like bleeding, and like it was such a crazy physical performance. It's like, oh, okay, I'm bought into this new person now. That's always been your criticism with the original Game of Thrones theory. Also, is they're just gratuitous with a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, mm, yep. <laughs> yeah. Didn't take long. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about him. I forgot about a lot of this stuff. If we went back and rewatched this, I'd realize that, hey, I forgot about 60% of these characters. Yeah. The other writer, the other kid. Yeah. Right. You can say absolutely anything. Um, but I, I like that that was open-ended. They didn't leave it as, oh no, I didn't mean for that boy and that dragon to die. Yeah. Or it's like, on. yeah. It's like, well, I didn't mean to, but it did, and I don't feel bad about it, I think is probably how I would interpret it. But that character. Yeah. Yeah. Actor is like a match. Yeah. Um, Rings of Power. What's that? Lord of the Rings. <laughs> And that's the summary of that, I think. Awesome. <laughs> Scenery was awesome. I found... I don't know. It's like I enjoyed watching it, but it didn't leave me wanting a whole lot more. You know? Like, eh. Maybe that's all there is to say about that. Yeah. It's it's based on like the Silmarillion, I think, is the book. Um, at least a lot of it is. So I never read it. But um, Okay, and then the, the thing that we watched fairly recently um, that kind of really wanted me to do this because I want to complain about this. Um, was it The Curious Case of Natalia Grace? Is that what it was called? I wanted to complain about it and how bad it is. No. It is a fascinating story that is worth telling, but it is done very badly, and I think without 
a lot of the people involved. Yeah. So uh, there are a lot of technical issues, right? So like they're interviewing, like there's this one woman who they interview on camera casually outside who apparently didn't sign a waiver to have her face in there. So the whole shot talking to her, it, the camera's just pointed at her boobs and crotch and that's it. And her striped shirt. And it's like, that needs to be audio only. Yeah. Well, one other thing here really quick. There was another interview where they had where a guy was on screen shirtless with a massive umbilical hernia that made me want to throw up. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, please don't do that. And I just about lost it. So, yeah, let, go back. Go, go ahead. Yes. And they were told she was six at the time. And the truth is she was somewhere between six and 25. Yeah. Yeah, just to, to, to broach certain subjects that he wasn't comfortable with. And you can hear you can hear the interviewer on camera, off screen, like goading him on and encouraging him to go to this place he doesn't want to. Yeah. And then immediately after that, he goes upstairs to talk to his dad, and he still has his mic on from the interview. And so they play all of that audio of the conversation that he had with his dad in the fucking documentary. That is so irresponsible. Yeah. And then, oh, I'm still, I still have my mic on. Yeah. And then he's like, oop, I, I still have my mic on. <laughs> it's just horribly irresponsible filmmaking. We're, we're not going to finish that. Well, there's like two episodes left. And honestly... The, the main, you know, the, the narrator of the story is the dad, basically. He's the, the primary person that they're using for interviews. And he's the biggest narcissistic, personality-disordered psychopath. I mean, he's, he's clearly unhinged. Everything that he does is so performative and over-the-top. He makes the thing unwatchable. Even if it was a good documentary, his presence in it makes it unwatchable because he's... he's like, you just want to punch him in the face and not in like a, oh, some villains are good to hate kind of thing. Like, no, he has no redeeming qualities. It's yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So anyway, I had to complain about that. And Ugh. To also add that the, the quote unquote little girl um, has come out and done, recently done an interview of her own. And in it, she said, I want to tell my story because I didn't get a chance to. Now, because seeing how irresponsible they were, I don't, I don't doubt that they didn't. I want to see the last five minutes of the last episode to see what kind of titles they put on screen about like, oh, we reached out to so-and-so and they didn't want to be involved. Like if there's anything like that, I don't know. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Like who cares what you say? Yeah. And then they did 
Yeah, all this B-roll that nobody cares about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, next up. Um, I put this on the list briefly just because we kind of watched it. We haven't finished it. Yellow Jackets. I thought the first season was pretty good. I kind of liked it. Second season, I think it was one of those where it's like, you know, we were watching it. It got kind of gross with them starting to eat people. And then it's like we started watching other stuff and just haven't gone back to it. I still feel like I'd go back to it. Like, yeah. Oh, right. That that seemed pretty contrived. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, like, we knew that was going to happen based on, like, the first scene in the first episode. So, yeah. Um, okay, here's a good one. Which one? Oh, um, uh, Melanie something. I'm really good at something, yeah. Um, it'll come to me. Yeah. Dope sick. This was not new. This was from a few years ago, I think, but we were late watching it. Yeah, new to us. Oh, my God, he was so good. <laughs> It was so for he might have got something for that. I don't know. It was it was a few years back, but yeah. Um everyone in that was so good. The storytelling was great. Um You you lived through it, but you weren't connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. So to sort of <laughs> but the way that it was so intentional, intentionally mm-hmm. planned by the Sacklers. The Sacklers yeah. Yeah. And how there was just absolutely no remorse. There was no interest in whatsoever considering people's safety. They did not care. Yeah. And I know you don't you don't watch last week tonight, um, John Oliver's show that he has on HBO. He he yells a lot. I think I I I love his delivery. I think he's hilarious. But also, he has the most well researched show like that I've ever seen. He's done many episodes on the Sacklers specifically. So I knew most of what was what they covered in that just based on on his reporting. But uh, still, seeing it told in narrative style was different. Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. R- rural, rural doctor. You know, has his patient's best interest in heart. Yeah, yep. By sales reps, and the sales reps were misled as well. Like I think they kind of knew, but they were given a line and they bought into it because they saw the dollars at the at the end of the line. So. Right. I'm probably a construct, I would guess. But yeah, Will Poulter. I, I Just going that, going with the names thing again. Oh, that, that no, that's the actor. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that the Yeah. Right. You remember better than I do. I remember it being kind of anticlimactic, and they finished it with a bunch of title cards, didn't they? Yeah. You thought that was going to be the big finale, and it was kind of like, Meh, here we go. Yeah. Um, I know you're a fan of this. Shrinking. We couldn't remember the name of it. That's the Harrison Ford, Jason Segel show. Um Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Both Jason and Harrison, you know, used their first names. <laughs> we were, we're like that. <laughs> yeah. 
It's not too dissimilar from the Jason Siegel character type. Yeah. Yeah. Funny story about Harrison Ford. So he has a house, or had a house at least, in Lebanon, Oregon, um, where my dad used to work. Um, uh, Yep, yep. Harrison Ford did not work for the seed company, but he had a house in Lebanon. And he had some work done at the stained glass shop that made the stained glass thing for my parents' house. And so the owner of that shop told the story about um, when Harrison Ford showed up in his limo one time to uh, pick up a piece. And the shop owner said something about him, you know, if he doesn't want to be recognized, maybe he should be a little more nondescript. And so the next time he showed up in a giant yellow Hummer. So <laughs> I don't know how much of that story is true, but it's funny. Yeah. 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 I agree. I agree. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> was uh I feel like Matt Smith was the Roy Kent of House of the House of the Dragon. Bit of a stretch? Okay. He was very much like the fuck off character, which is what you're talking about, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um okay, this one is show of the year as far as I'm concerned. Derby. What are you doing? Um as far as I'm concerned, this takes the cake. The Last of Us. I know you are not as as high on it as I am. And the whole the whole series is a chase scene. Like every episode, they're running from something, whether directly or indirectly. Yeah. Like what? What? Like, Walking Dead is one of my favorite shows, and you've only ever watched the pilot because you can't handle the sounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I have, yeah. I'm one of those people that have misophonia, which is, like, I want to, I get really unreasonably angry with mouth noises. Yeah, so zombie shows are, are a stretch for you. Or even snoring. Or, or eating, which, uh, you know, as listeners to this podcast might know that I eat regularly throughout the day. So, um, it's a struggle. No. No. Not usually. Again, like with the gratuitous grossness of things, I don't think the last of us did as much of that. No, no, they didn't. Walking Dead. Walking Dead, because it the Walking Dead is staffed by professional like veterans of the horror industry. So they really they like their bread and butter is like practical gross out effects and stuff like that like not not cg but like hey we're going to show this guy's face getting ripped off by a set of teeth like so last of us had that one epic scene outside that house with all of the zombies and then that one big one comes out of the ground like this the hole that swallows that van no it was in like episode four or something like that um, it was fairly early on when they were in, I think they were in Kansas City and they were getting chased by those, by that militia group or whatever. Yes. Melanie Linsky. I remember. There we go. No, 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 no. It's. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was, that was in the first half of the first half of the series. But, um, I mean the two leads, it's like they they were, they're so great, but they were so good together mm-hmm. also. Yeah, and I, I watched a lot of breakdowns of that and people who are watching the show saying, oh, I can't wait for what's next because of the scene that's in the game and I want to see how they adapt it to the show. There wasn't a lot of original content in that show that wasn't in the game. Like, that's how in-depth the storytelling was. Yeah, and it changes. And then you won't see them again after the movie's 
Right. They've served their purpose, and then the yeah. our heroes move on. Yeah. The third episode, yeah. That Yeah. Yep. Logan. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's so good. I like the whole series. Um, I thought it was spectacular. I know. I, I, w- I was wild about it. I'm a fanboy completely. Like, I'll, I'll buy the t shirt and everything. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I hesitated to include this, but we did watch it pretty recently. Um, the last thing he told me. Do you remember what that show was? I remember making lots of comments about what's her name. Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it other than, yeah, we watched it. It was there. Eh, it was okay. Yeah, it'd have to be. It had Jamie. It did. It did. Briefly. Yes. Waldo. Where's Waldo? <laughs> um, although he still had an accent of sorts. Like, they, they didn't make him fully American. Um, like, he's, he's Danish or something, I think. Something like that. He sounded he sounded vaguely Danish in that. So, um, or maybe Finnish. Yeah, I think you were over it a, a, a few episodes before it ended, um, and there were definitely some contrivances. And it's like, oh, okay, we're doing this, or oh, that's the big reveal, or oh, this is her strategy to get out of this situation. Like that's lame. Like, eh. And that that I, that's got to be from the source material. Like that's got to be something with the book. Like I'd expect better writing. If you've got a book that you're going to make a show out of. I guess, yeah. Um, let's do um, let's do two more, and that'll get us a little past halfway. Yeah, is anybody still out there? Good lord, you must be drinking more than we are. I hope you're not driving. Yes. Um, so two more. I want to talk about these. So um, Ozark been a while but it finished and you know haven't talked about it since then so um thoughts on the the final season the finale did Ron next to last season i believe i don't i don't think we saw him again Yeah, when dude, whoever the hitman is, takes him out, like at that diner where she left him. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, by the way, re- rewind forty minutes. Rewind forty minutes from here. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way. So, <laughs> I'll I'll throw that I'll throw that I'll throw a spoiler alert into the intro for this podcast, so we can say whatever we want. Her, uh, he was so good. Oh my! God. I mean, that was the next to last season. But oh, is is he? He was amazing. Like the, I remember, there was one scene where he was like in the back of a taxi or an Uber and like talking to himself and like staring out the window and clearly not in his right head. And I'm like, I am so convinced that he has got problems. Like, this does not feel like a performance. Like, that was really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. I was really, really bummed about Ruth in the finale. Yeah. See, that, when, I, when, I, when I wrote the word Ozark on my list, that was the, the immediate thing that I thought of. 
Yeah. She ain't perfect, but Wyatt. Well, her, her brother Wyatt also. Right. Yep. I can't remember the names, but the the little uh, the little money launderer and uh, the older sister. <laughs> Yeah, and instead she ends up underneath it all. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, she's she's presented. We went back and rewatched some of the early stuff, um, and she's presented from the from day one as like kind of a villain. As the bad as the bad person, it doesn't last because then you get to know her and she's just she's smart. You know she's surrounded by people that aren't terribly smart and she is. Not only that, but like she's she's so limited in what her options are. Mm-hmm. Because. And the sad thing is, like you know how much that resonates with so many people. Like there are so many people in those circumstances that just based on where they are, you know, they might have all this potential and, you know, they're, they're just so disadvantaged from ever realizing it. And no. Last one, and then we'll call it quits. We've been going on this for, it's been 51 and a half minutes. Wow. Um, so last thing would be, we crashed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this, this goes back a ways. So this was the, um, not documentary, but dramatization of the company WeWork. I've never heard of it either. I've seen one since then. I don't remember where it was, but did we see one in Nashville or... Saw, saw an office somewhere. No, haven't I? Saw one somewhere. I don't know. Um, but it was with uh, Jared Leto and uh, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And I was going to say I had mixed feelings about it, but honestly, I just think it was really strong top to bottom. Like, I, I felt like his his performance, like the the character, I don't know the real guy, but I have a feeling that the guy was probably like that he kind of had to be in order to get the stuff done that he did just super narcissistic he's not one of my favorites in a lot of things but Manifest it. I can see how, like, the false power that people hold over, older, over other people, he brought that. Yeah. The, the, the thing that kind of, if anything bothers me about that, it's how he and his wife were both, they, they both had that. Um, no, I'm talking about the characters. Sorry. Yeah, the real, yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not the actors, the characters. They were both presented as being um, kind of kindred spirits in that, you know, whatever we want, we'll just make. You know, we have each other, blah, 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 blah. With, with him, they made it seem charming. And with her, they made it seem really annoying. Like, she just spent most of the time on the show being very annoying, I think. And I don't know if that's a, if that's a sexist thing. 
with the way that they with the way that they portrayed those characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It it did seem to come effortlessly to him. Like I'm not even gonna try. Stuff's just gonna happen around me and Yeah, that's putting it mildly. <laughs> Who gives a shit? <laughs> she was very good. Yeah, I, I felt like the way her character was written was, you know, I don't feel like she got the same treatment that he did. Like his his character was much more likable and sympathetic, and hers is just like, ugh. But maybe that's more to how the how the real people were too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're delusional, and so is he. But they let him get away with his delusions a bit more, and they just kind of put her in her place. Yeah, it was just a ju- jump in with both feet and not even look at where you're going. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um, want to stop it there? Sure. That's a lot. We we rambled on for better part of an hour, so that's pretty good. Uh, maybe we'll do part two next week. Um, well, we can record it next week, and I'll I'll stick it in the can, as they say, as the vernacular goes. <laughs> so here you go. Um, so listeners of the drop set, here's your chance. If you want to be spared from part two of the TV recap of 2022 and 2023 next week, uh, send me your questions. Give me something non TV related to talk about, or give me your list of things that I should be watching that isn't on this list yet. I've still got another 15 or so things to cover. Um, but, uh, anyway, and I'll probably come up with more. Non-specialist advice? What do you mean? Oh, you? Yeah. I, I wish this was a call-in show right now because I would love for you to field some questions from people. I would pay real money for that. But also, you can't just say eat a Pop-Tart. That can't be your answer for everything. Like, No, you got to have new material. you got to do better than that. Like, Get more creative. You can use that once. You can't use that for everything. What what would your next choice be? Airheads? Airheads? That was way out of left field. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Fig Newtons. That's your drug of choice lately. So you're going for something completely devoid of any value at all. Airheads. That is, I mean, I can't can't argue with you. It's just, how do you think of airheads? I don't think I've ever had airheads. Now I really want to know where that came from. (laughs) All right. Well, with that being said, uh, we'll wrap it up there. So, Dina, thank you for joining me out here in the in the patio on our swings. Yeah, I'll I'll Venmo it over to you. What's your fee? Is it hourly? Because if so, if it's hourly, I got to cut this off in the next minute and fifty seconds. Otherwise, it's two hours. Cut it off. Okay. Later, everybody. 